the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, how about a cure for TDS? Yeah, that would be Trump derangement syndrome. I think you've heard of it. And there's a usual amount of that on display out there. Um, Every day it seems like there's more of it. But uh, my favorites are the stories now uh, going around today. Uh, about how President Trump must have a financial stake in the company that makes hydroxychloroquine or he wouldn't be uh, pushing it so much. It's been on cable news, and uh, we'll let you hear a clip of one of the most hysterical examples in our second half hour. But it's also being thrown around by uh, some of your favorite newspapers. There are, they just can't believe that he would be pushing this drug if he didn't have – because everything – they know that Donald Trump is only about being a rich guy and making more money and being the richest man in the world. That's why he ran for president, and it's just insane. Anyway, uh, it turns out that the president does have a uh, some kind of a financial stake in the company as part of a mutual fund, and uh, so they got him. Uh, somebody figured out that it amounts to somewhere between 35000 and 450000 Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's not that. It's uh, thirty-five dollars and $450. Not $450,000, $450. That's how much stake he has. Now, if they can sell a lot of this stuff, you know, it could go up to, who knows, 4000 bucks maybe, uh, you know, maybe 40000 even, uh, if he could really ruin his presidency and, and destroy his reputation by pushing a drug that he knows doesn't work, he could make tons of money. Anyway, in our second half hour, we're going to let you hear from a famous doctor who says not to listen to anybody who tell you, tells you um, that the examples of success for hydroxychloroquine, queen, quine, are only anecdotal. And uh, we'll tell you about a Democrat who says the drug saved her life. And she thanks Donald Trump, actually. We have the communications director for the Trump re-election campaign, campaign coming up uh, after the break. Uh, that would be Tim Murtaugh, but I have something that might be good for anybody who is afflicted with TDS. It's Donald Trump from more than 30 years ago on the Larry King Show. And re- really, nobody should be surprised by anything he's done since he became president. Listen. At these countries, these wealthy money machines paying us for the defense of their freedom and their nations. The concept of America financing and paying and losing lives for countries that won't even allow us to use their ships. And these are the countries that in 24 hours they'd be wiped off the face of the earth if it weren't for America. It's ridiculous. We don't give anything to our farmers. The homeless are all over the streets of the major cities, the sick and the problems, and yet we'll give billions of dollars in defending countries that have five times more money than we can ever hope to have. This country shouldn't be raising taxes. We ought to be lowering taxes. If you look at the payments that we're making to NATO, they're totally disproportionate with everybody else's, and it's ridiculous. This country is busted. And it's busted because we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing. If we had business ability in this country, we'd be making lots of profit, so-called surplus. That money could be going to defend our homeless and our poor and our sick and our farmers. And that's where we ought to be spending the money, not giving it to countries that don't give a damn for us to start off. Wow. They should have listened to him. When we come back, communications director Tim Murtaugh. Stick around. all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. 
They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers for a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain straining and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, oil and grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. If you're getting burned in the market, listen up. The last couple of months have been alarming to thousands of portfolios. We know that many of you are getting pummeled with this current market volatility. Guess what? Today is the day that stops. We've created a cutting-edge interactive program that will help you improve your current financial situation. If you're looking to turn your days in the red into consistent months in the green, introducing the Trader on the Street Challenge. The Trader on the Street Challenge has been designed to help you achieve the profitability and consistency of a Wall Street professional. We know that consistency is one of the most crucial components to becoming a successful trader. And that's why we've carefully built the perfect way to incentivize struggling traders to improve their capabilities. So if you're tired of rolling with the punches and are willing to rise to the occasion of this unique new challenge, text STREET to 48542 to learn more. Text the word STREET to 48542. Text STREET to 48542 to get started today. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we uh, will have uh, Tim Murtaugh, the uh, communications director of the Trump campaign here in just a second. He calls in. Oh, he's here. There you are. Tim, are you there? Yes, I am, John. How you doing? Oh, okay, good. Thanks for being here. I, was, I thought we were waiting for you. You called early. I appreciate that. Sure, uh, thanks. So I, Wouldn't miss it. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the presidential uh, campaigns have been officially, uh, actually uh, official, unofficially shut down just like about everything else. But I'm pretty sure there's still going to be an election in November, and that's uh, that's only seven months away. Uh, president's been kind of busy with this uh, pandemic thing that, that has shut the country down. Uh, Joe Biden, um, I guess he's he's uh, he's not even officially the nominee yet, but he's been doing hasn't been doing much more than just I don't know making making an idiot of himself in the comfort of his own <laughs> home out there down yeah. there in Delaware. So um, you're the director of communications for the Trump campaign. Uh, and you're going to be here every other Tuesday till Election Day. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. So um, 
a lot's happened since we talked to you two weeks ago. Are you working at, at home like me? Which I'm, uh, in case you didn't know, I'm I'm sitting at home right now with my two dogs. Oh well, yeah, we are. We've been the, the campaign offices closed up, and uh, we started working from home on March 13th, I think. So it's been oh a few weeks already. Um, so wow. and you're, I mean, you're right. The president is is focused 100 percent on the coronavirus effort and the federal government's response, and Americans can see him every single day briefing the country on exactly what their government is doing, and so he is focused on that. But the campaign continues on, and you know while we're not. We're not having rallies or anything in large gatherings or any kind of gatherings, really. We, we are the, the president has built a campaign that is built on data and technology, and we were better suited to pivot to an all-virtual campaign than anybody else. So we're still reaching voters. And, in fact, on Saturday last week, our volunteers placed one and a half million phone calls just on Saturday to voters across the country and uh, uh, so the, the campaign continues apace, even though um, President Trump uh, is, is there doing his job as president right now. So um, that's a, a million and a half phone calls. That's a lot of phone calls. How many people uh, may, I mean, how many phone calls does each person make? How many people are those calls divided among? Uh, it's many thousands, uh, se- several thousand. Yeah. Uh, volunteers at least and so they they go through and they spend the whole day and let me give you some some something to compare that to so you get the idea of what a big number that is Uh, we didn't make a million and a half phone call in the year 2018 the last federal election we didn't make a million and a half phone calls in any single week until october right until right before the election and we did this in one day and it was march it was March. So it's, that's really early to make that kind of high-volume phone calls. And so we're doing that, and we have online programming every night at 8 p.m. across all our social media channels, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, there's, there's, individual, there's new, unique programming every night at 8 o'clock. Uh, from the campaign and our and our surrogates, and so people can stay connected. We know that people are clamoring to get involved. They want to get involved. In in one week's time, John, we recruited two hundred and seventy six thousand new volunteers in one week since everybody's been home social distancing. People are just itching to get involved. It's great to see. Yeah, I saw a story today. Um, it's on uh, from the Washington Examiner. It says newly launched. The headline: newly launched daily virtual campaign. Events compound Trump media dominance. So you are uh, the president. Obviously, is on every day, and he's getting um, live coverage of that by most of the networks. Uh, CNN has uh, not been doing it all that much, but um, so is this. Is this what you're talking about here? The daily virtual campaign events uh, on all your platforms. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're doing. I mean, we, we've always been firing on, on Twitter and, and Facebook and all that, but now we've got new original programming every night at 8 o'clock, and, and people can tune in and watch our <clears throat> campaign and campaign surrogates talk about the issues. And what's important there is that you know most of the country, rightly so, is focused on the coronavirus situation. But we also have to remember that there is going to be an election in November, and we're going to have an opponent, and his name is probably Joe Biden. And so we have to make mm-hmm. sure that we contrast President Trump's positive record of achievement for the people of America, contrast it with Joe Biden's record and history of failure and his terrible ideas from the future. While the, the Biden campaign keeps attacking the president every day for the federal government's response to the, to the coronavirus, there are, many, there are many issues that we're going to have to make sure that we define Joe Biden and make sure that people know where he stands, like on taxes, like on energy policy, uh, like on trade, like on the creation of good jobs for people. President Trump is the one who built the American economy up to the heights that it achieved. He's clearly the one to lead us back there again after this artificial uh, stoppage of the economy that we've experienced. Joe Biden, we need to make sure that people know what Joe Biden's all about. And the fact is, he was a bad candidate the first two times he ran for president. He's a worse candidate now, and we, we just need to make sure that people know that. So that's, that's part of what we're doing. Yeah, but Tim, he makes up for that by saying really dumb things on television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he has all, all of those things, and the added benefit is that you can't understand him when he says it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but here, here's the thing. Are you, um, you're, you're sending these messages out. And um, and you're doing it online. I mean, how much of that is preaching to the choir? But how much uh, is it 
um, necessary to preach to the choir? Or do you find that you, that's something you should be doing, even though you know you are doing some of that? It's something that has to be done. Well, you know, we have to talk to the supporters, and you have to talk to the base. And so yeah. we know that the, you know, a significant number of the people who watch the programs uh, are, are already with us. But we have to make sure that we reach out to them and that we're engaging them and, and that they feel like they're involved. So that's very important for sure. But we also want to try to persuade people. If there, if there are people who uh, aren't really sure just yet, they're in the undecided category, or maybe don't know too much about Joe Biden because, you know, a lot of the stuff that he's stood for happened decades ago, right? So we have to mm-hmm. educate people. And that's part of what we're, and that's part of what we're doing here. And we just, we need to get, make sure that it gets eyeballs on it. We're not running TV ads right now. And <clears throat> people are at home and they're probably looking looking for things to watch. By now, they probably exhausted Netflix, right? So, all right, well, we have something else that they can watch. And, and we, every single, we've been doing these for two weeks now, every single broadcast that we've put on in our online programming, every one of them has gotten over a million unique viewers, every one of them. So we're reaching an awful lot of people, way more people than Joe Biden could ever dream of reaching. And, uh, and he's the candidate. Now, we're doing this as just, you know, campaign and surrogate people getting over a million viewers watching these things. And our, our candidate happens to be the president of the United States, and people can watch him on TV doing his job. So it's kind of like a two-pronged effort. And we, we try to get earned media. I'm talking about it on your show right now. There, you, you just cited mm-hmm. a newspaper story about it. So we just try to draw as much attention to it so that people will actually want to go, if they are curious about the candidates and don't really know much about Joe Biden, that they seek it out and that they know that they can always find it at 8 p.m. every night on the president's Facebook page or the Twitter or on Team Trump Twitter or on the president's YouTube page. So, you know, it's, this is all about education, and you keep doing it every single night over and over again, and you try to build the, the idea among people that they can always go there at 8 p.m. and find something new. Now, the president is on just about every day for these long live press conferences. Maybe it is every day. Um, and that's normally a good way to get the message out. But uh, how much of his message gets out and how much of it is distorted by most of the media? And I say most. Uh, I don't know what I mean by that, whether I mean 80 percent or 90 or, or, or 51 <laughs> yeah. percent. But I know it's most. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Well, we have numbers inside the campaign from from our internal polling that show that 84% of the American people are watching all or part of the president's daily uh, briefings. And we know now you start to hear people. Yeah, it's a lot. And the Gallup poll just came out that showed that 60% of Americans approve of the job the president is doing approaching the coronavirus. And so that's a really good number for any president. And um, we know if you see the way the media is behaving now, some of them are making noise about not wanting to carry the president's uh, briefings live anymore. And that's because you're right. Most of them are against this president and they know he's being effective and they know that the American people are responding to it and they don't like that. They would rather that they be able to filter the news and give it to the American people in the style and manner of their choosing. Well, the president is much better when he can talk straight to the people. And we know that the media doesn't like that. So we know that people are watching. We know he's being effective. And we know that the media can't stand that. Well, and I've seen uh, clips and examples of the people, at least at CNN, if not MSNBC, um, actually telling viewers that they shouldn't be watching the president because it's dangerous because of all the untruths (laughs) that he's spewing. Well, those are those people are ridiculous. They think it's somehow more valuable to have eight liberal pundits sitting around interpreting what the president said rather than have people actually hear it for themselves. That's that's ludicrous. And let's let's go back to just a couple of weeks ago when this poor couple from Arizona, I know you saw the story, they ingested oh, yeah. a fish tank cleaner and the husband mm-hmm. in the couple uh, unfortunately died. And it was because the ingredients on the fish tank cleaner contained one chemical, which is part of this medicine that the president has been talking about. He's been talking about an actual medicine. And, and the people saw on the container that there was one chemical involved in that medicine in this. And so they actually decided to eat the fish tank cleaner. And the entire media, led by NBC, practically wanted to mount a murder case against the president and blame him for it. Now, that is about the most absurd turn of events that the, that the National Press Corps could ever come up with to say that because somebody ate fish tank chemicals, it is somehow President Trump's fault. That is bizarre, and that's Trump derangement system to the, uh, syndrome to the extreme. 
Well, now, the, 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 I'm not exactly sure exactly what your uh, job description is. It's pretty, I think it's pretty apparent what it is, but it seems, to be, it seems to me that it would be a lot different for someone doing this for Donald Trump than it would have been for somebody doing it for Barack Obama. You, you, your uh, boss goes out every day uh, with this issue we're dealing with now, and he's on every day doing a live press conference. If it's Barack Obama and the same media, then they are doing whatever they can to just promote what he's saying, agree with it, uh, fall all over themselves uh, about how brilliant and wonderful he is, yet you're dealing with the exact opposite. Um, so, so how much of your job is just kind of picking up behind them or cleaning up after them or trying to um, uh, just deal with their distortions? Well, a significant percentage of it, sadly. Uh, we do have a media like that. And, and this, is, this is the way things have actually worked out. It's pretty astounding. You have the President of the United States, who is out there every single day in front of the nation, leading the country through this coronavirus war. And that's what it is. It is a war against the virus. And at the same time, you have Joe Biden, the Democrats, and the media have all decided that they're going to fill the role of the opposition in that war. Can you imagine such a thing? It used to be that during the time of great crisis, this nation would come together in unity and we would fight things as, as one. They have just thrown all of the, that principle out the window completely. They have actively, every time Joe Biden comes out and the media comes out and attacks the president, and it's strictly political, straight up political attacks, and that's what the media is doing too, playing politics. They are attempting, it's not even, they're not even being coy about it. They are attempting to undermine the faith that people have in the federal government's response. That's terrible. That is not constructive. That's not helping. It's Joe Biden desperately trying to find some relevance where there is none, and it's the media trying to play an active political role in the process. You know, the, the reporters should not be partisan activists, but that's what we have here now. You've got the president leading the country in a war, and the media and the Democrats and Joe Biden serving as the opposition. It's really incredible the way that they have decided to do that. We're talking to Tim Murtaugh. He's the communications director of the Trump re-election campaign for 2020. Uh, w one um, example I saw jumped out at me. Uh, I was watching uh, the president's uh, news conference on Sunday, and I, I was watching it on Fox, and I, I flipped over. I wanted to see if CNN was covering it, and they were. So uh, while he was talking, on the bottom of the screen, uh, lower third graphic they called on TV, uh, it said on Fox, Donald Trump, uh, president briefing on coronavirus something or other. And on CNN, it says, President Trump continues to promote failed drug or something to that effect, or drug that's proven no proof that it works. And that was, they kept putting that up on the bottom of the screen. And that, to me, that was just an obvious example of the difference. Just, why, why does that, why does the, the lower third graphic have to be an editorial? Just, it's, let, he's talking, let people hear what he's saying. Yeah, the CNN, they're, they're chirons. They read like the Twitter feed from some college Democrat <laughs> vice chairman, right? So they're terrible. But here's the thing. They are so politically invested in opposing the president no matter what he says or does. The president says, hey, listen, I'm not a doctor, but I have common sense, and this drug appears to work in many cases, right? It, it does. Right. It absolutely does. We have anecdotal evidence that shows that this drug – and so he expresses optimism about it. They oppose the president so much – that they therefore have to attack that drug. What, what, uh, does the drug belong to a political party that they're opposed to? I mean, it's astounding. And they have spent weeks attacking this drug and trying to call into question its usefulness. And you have Dr. Fauci saying, absolutely, I would uh, prescribe it in certain situations. You have doctors all across the country telling anecdotal stories from their own hospitals saying, yes, I have used it, and yes, it has results. Nobody is saying this is the silver bullet, and if you take this drug, you'll never get it. You'll never get COVID-19, or it will cure you 100% of the time. Nobody is saying that. But it has, it's undeniable that it has had positive success in place after place after place. So what is it that the media has against this drug? Why have they launched a crusade against anyone even considering taking this drug? It can only be because President Trump expressed optimism in it. And they, they just can't have that. It really, truly seems like they don't want the president to succeed. As hard Tim. as that is to believe, that's the way the media acts. 
Tim, out of time. Thanks. See you in two weeks. All right, John. Thanks. All right. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, a crew member of a Navy hospital ship sent to New York for the coronavirus outbreak has tested positive for the disease. The USNS Comfort Crew member tested positive and is being isolated. The Navy says the positive test will not affect the uh, hospital ship's mission to receive patients. Thousands of Wisconsin voters waiting hours in line to cast ballots and the National Guard staffing overcrowded polling stations. This is straining the state's ability to hold today's presidential primary elections in the grip of an escalating pandemic. A rally on Wall Street evaporated after the price of crude oil took a sudden turn lower. The Dow fell 26 points today. The Nasdaq was off nearly 26 and the S&P 500 down 4 points. This is SRN News. Oh, whale! Guys, whale! Wow, whale. Oh, that's a big whale. Um, okay. Whale. 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 Oh, no. Whale! The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. At least it wasn't a shark, am I right? (laughs) Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This coming November, you'll have a chance to make a difference. If you vote, you can save this country from the crazies on the left. You know, the ones that want to ruin the economy, turn America into a socialist utopia. Like that'll never work. But it all starts with one simple act. Make sure you're registered to vote. If you aren't, you're part of the problem. If you vote and you make smart decisions, you'll do more than just make a difference. You'll save the country. AM 1250, The Answer. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at TheAnswerPGH.com slash kindness. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow van. Call Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow van. The Allegheny Institute's research, education, and advocacy have steadfastly worked to defend taxpayers and businesses against the inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding, burdensome government since 1995. And this year, Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for sound public policy analysis is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Join the fight today by making your tax-deductible contribution at AlleghenyInstitute.org. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Accident in Ross Township, Babcock Boulevard at Bernice Street. 
40 in Scenery Hill. That shut down with a crash between Needmore Road and 917. Northbound 79 lane restrictions with construction from 60 up to Grand Avenue and southbound from Noblestown Road down to 50. Pittsburgh City Parks open. Playgrounds are closed. Social distancing encouraged. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Cloudy and mild tonight with some showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Low for the rest of your Tuesday, 54. Spotty showers to start Wednesday, then mostly cloudy, breezy with a high for tomorrow, 67. Cloudy with some showers late tomorrow night, low 46. Watch for showers to start Thursday. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, windy, and cooler with a high, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, um, we uh, are dealing with the uh, same thing we've been dealing with for several weeks here, and that's the uh, coronavirus. And uh, around here, we seem to talk a lot about the coverage of the coronavirus and not just the, well, the coverage and, and the uh, how, how Donald Trump is being portrayed by the media, at least the non-Fox, non-conservative um, media. Um, MSNBC, CNN, and just about everybody else, Washington Post, New York Times, uh, NBC, ABC, CBS. Um, and and the, the theme seems to be now that he didn't, uh, we, we would have, well, there are people out there saying there's, there's blood on his hands because he didn't react quickly enough. He didn't take this um, virus seriously enough. Now, this is even though the doctor that uh, is, is brought out for every briefing and is, that become the expert and the 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 uh, authority on the subject of the coronavirus. Uh, he said back in January that America had nothing to worry about. I've told you about that here a couple of times. Um, but the media seemed to be um, they're they're now spending a lot of time criticizing Donald Trump and looking for ways to blame him for you know if you know anybody who died from this uh, you can blame Donald Trump for it. Well. The media, uh, and, th- and there are a lot of people here, and it's mostly people from CNN and MSNBC, but, uh, and you'll recognize some of the voices that you can't see, but uh, this is uh, some of the media from um, a few weeks ago, not all that long ago, and what they were saying about this virus. Listen. Sanjay, you were telling us the last hour that we, there's an important context we need to keep this in, and that is that the flu is more deadly. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of the the ironies, I think, that always comes up with this. Take a look at the numbers. I mean, this is the U.S. flu season, this season alone. Let's take a moment for some important context here. One person has died from the coronavirus in the U.S. By comparison, in the average year, between 12 and 60,000 Americans die from the regular flu. How concerned should ordinary Americans be about this? A lot of people are concerned about the coronavirus because they're hearing a lot of news about it right now. But the reality is comparing it to the flu, for example, it's not even close to being at that stage. Milan. But there's still- and while we're still learning about the coronavirus, I want to give you some important context. So far, we know a fewer than two dozen deaths from coronavirus in the U.S. By comparison, between 12 and 60,000 Americans die of the flu in an average year. And while there's a lot of fear over this coronavirus, you know, the flu is already widespread in the U.S. And and it really is much more deadly, is it not? I mean, the CDC is estimating that so far this season there have been at least 19 million cases of the flu in the U.S., 180,000 hospitalizations and 10,000 deaths. How worried should Americans be? Should they panic? Good morning, Mika. No, Americans do not need to panic. The Chinese are already panicking, as they should, because this virus is spreading all through the central parts of China. And it's a new virus. It has never been seen before. So its uh, mechanism of uh, spreading is not quite known yet. What I would suggest, however, Mm -hmm. is that Americans take this as a wake-up call for seasonal flu. We are not out of the flu season. Um, both at the domestic and international scale. But for Americans, we are more you know, prone to obviously getting seasonal flu than novel coronavirus. So certainly do get your flu shot. And take we don't need to be overly concerned yet in the United States about the novel coronavirus. Right. 
We do need to keep our eyes open for the seasonal flu. We're right in the middle of the flu season still. We should be more concerned right now with the flu in this country. Absolutely, but we're still watching it, this developing story. Right. Jennifer Ashton, thank you so you much. Bet. We appreciate it. How worried should the average American be, given these flu numbers, when it comes to coronavirus? Right, so the risk in this country is still deemed to be low. Okay, that is the risk. That's one of the reasons why the CDC does not recommend that we wear masks, for example. By the way, wearing masks in this country is not recommended. So everyone who's going out there buying masks up from Amazon and other places, we need to save them for those who need them. So right now, that's not the case. The risk is low. So the, the CDC now has estimated that there have been 12,000 deaths from the flu, just the flu. How, sh how worried should Americans be about coronavirus? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. If we have it here, we're very, we have healthcare institutions that can cordon people off. We can take care of them, give what we call supportive care. So there you go. Um, a lot of those voices you heard, probably half of them were doctors, people who were brought onto those uh, networks as experts. And all those people, including many doctors, were saying that this was nothing to worry about. And that also included, as I said, Dr. Fauci, who said that this was not going to be a problem for America and that Americans did not need to worry about it. That's what he said. All those people were saying that, but Donald Trump should have taken upon himself to shut the country down uh, because he should have gone against everybody's opinion because he should have known. And just imagine what the reaction would have been if he had done that, uh, if he had, if he had uh, said, yeah, I heard all those doctors, but uh, I'm, I'm not buying that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to call for the uh, just the shutdown, a shutdown of the entire economy. They would have thought he was insane, which they already do, but they would have called him a dictator again, which they already do. So then, meanwhile, um, according to Newsbusters, um, Newsbusters.org, you can you should always be checking that out because that gives you a real they give you a running tab on uh, what the media are up to. Uh, they did a the, that's the media research center, but the it's called Newsbusters.org. Uh, MRC, Media Research Center, they did an analysis and uh, they find that CNN, uh, the coverage that they did uh, in January and February was deficient um, and they didn't give much time to it. MRC and analysts combined, examined, I should say, all of CNN's daily programming from 6 a.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time between January 17th, the first day any news network discussed the coronavirus, through February 5th, and our analysts found that CNN's January coronavirus airtime averaged, you ready, 12 minutes per day or about 40 seconds per hour. That works out to a meager 1.6% of their total coverage, even after excluding an average of 21 minutes of ad time per hour on the network. So CNN, and they are the they are the uh, the number one culprit when it comes to blaming Donald Trump and uh, second guessing and saying that he should have known this was coming and he wasn't um, vigilant enough and blah blah blah. And by comparison, the three major broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, projected a clear sense of urgency from the start. On average, they spent two and a half minutes per evening newscast on the coronavirus during those same days. And their newscasts are only about 19 minutes long, minus commercials. Additionally, the coronavirus outbreak was the uh, lead story in 19 out of 57. That's 33% of the network evening broadcast. That's uh, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. During those same 20 days, CNN made the virus its lead story of just four, are you ready, of its 360 hours of programming. So that's from uh, that's that's four times in 360 hours of programming that their lead story was the virus. But they think that Donald Trump should have known what was going on and should have done something about it. That's just uh, one example. Uh, that's um, that's CNN, and that's uh, their their coverage of the virus has just seemed to pick up. Uh, you know, a little late, maybe. Uh, but but Donald Trump, you know, they, they know he should have been all over it. Now, uh, then there's this. Hydroxychloroquine is the drug that uh, Donald Trump has uh, been hopeful about. That's all. Just hopeful. Just said that he's hearing good things about it and uh, that he thinks that uh, 
it's something that we should look into. And he, he said that if it works, we should use it. And he said, what do you got to lose? And so Mika, uh, on, I don't know if she's Mika Scarborough or Mika Brzezinski, but she's Mika. And she's on with Joe. And this is what she said this morning. Dr. Fauci wasn't allowed to talk about what he feels is important to say about this drug that the president keeps pushing. A lot of people would say, follow the money. There's got to be some sort of financial tie to someone somewhere that has the president pushing this repeatedly. (laughs) That somebody actually looked into it to find out. And the parent company, I forget the name of the company that uh, makes this uh, drug, uh, is uh, Donald Trump does own some stock uh, as part of a mutual fund, and the amount of stock that he owns, according to the calculations of the people who did the, looked into it, uh, he owns depending on I don't know what it depends on, but they they had a range of between thirty five and four hundred and fifty dollars worth of stock in that company that Donald Trump uh, owns. So. Um, you know, Mika apparently thinks that he would throw away his presidency, plunge the, uh, the country into a worse uh, case uh, of the pandemic than it's in now, cause the deaths of thousands, if not millions of people, over 450 bucks. Then there are actually, believe me, there are people out there with a, a severe enough case of um, uh, Donald Trump syndrome, the ter- uh, Trump derangement syndrome, that uh, they actually would believe he would do that. So... Uh, what about the drug? Is it working? Well, there, there's, I saw one uh, report on one of the networks where a doctor came on and said, it's all garbage, it's BS, don't believe any of it, it's all, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's um, not true. And it, but uh, Dr. Oz was on Fox, on um, Fox and Friends this morning, and he, he, he spoke to the issue of it all being just anecdotal. Listen. I saw you last night, Dr. Oz, talking about that letter from um, Dr. Wallace. Tell the folks at home, if they missed that interview, um, who this guy is and his years of experience and what he's seen from this drug. Yeah. Let me, if I can, just say one thing about that uh, representative's experience. That's called an anecdote, right? It's one person, one experience. It's important, but it doesn't convince doctors. But I keep seeing that word applied to hydroxychloroquine. That is a, uh, it's an untrue statement if you think it's only anecdotal d- data. And I've heard it over and over. There's a case series from uh, France, it published 80 patients. I spoke to that doctor, Didier Raoult, yesterday. It's on my show today. A thousand patients now he has given this combination of, of hydroxychloroquine with erythromycin, with seven patients dying out of a thousand and 20 going to the ICU. And so he's pretty confident. In fact, he said again, he thinks it's unethical not to use the medication until you get a better idea, a better solution. I also want to point out there was a randomized trial from China. So I would love folks talking about uh, this medication to stop saying it's anecdotal. It is also anecdotal, but there's also more traditional data. We need a bigger trial. No question about it. Dr. Fauci's right. But in the meantime, what are we going to do? Now, with regard to the issue last night, there's a lot of talk. Uh, in fact, everyone seems to become an expert in this medication overnight. I never prescribed it until two months ago. And so I'm just learning about it from the rheumatologist. They actually use it all the time on all the lupus patients, 300,000 patients. And Dr. Wallace, who's one of the most prestigious lupus doctors around, Selena Gomez's doctor, for example, she's spoken about it publicly. Uh, you know, he's at Cedar sinai the largest practice in the country, led the big societies. He said he's, he and his colleagues in, lup- in that re- lupus area are stunned. So they've been using this drug for decades. They don't get EKGs. They, have, they don't worry about eye injuries until 10 years of chronic use. They're very clear about the fact that in their guidelines, there are no precautions mentioned because the drug is proven to be so safe. Now, I'm not a specialist in that area, but he sent a letter to the FDA. I urged him to because when I interviewed him about a related issue, which I'll come to in a second, he said, can I take a second, just warn you about something you guys are all getting wrong. And then I thought about it. I said, where, where are the rheumatologists? Where are the people who actually use this every day? We've made a big deal about how dangerous this drug is. And they're saying it's not dangerous. They don't know if it works for COVID-19, but they're saying it's not dangerous. So at least focus on what the real issues are. So there you go. Uh, there's Dr. Oz, pretty smart guy, has his own TV show and everything. Um, he says it's not anecdotal and it is working. When we come back, I'll tell you about a Democrat, a Democratic politician who says that that drug, uh, hydroxychloroquine, saved her life and she thanked President Trump. Stick around. 
If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and fate will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit Seb Gorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. Ouroldnumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. you got to love the Babylon Bee uh, website. BabylonBee.com. You can follow them on Twitter. Um, they're funny. Uh, there's a headline here from Babylon Bee. Liberal treated with hydroxychloroquine hopes he still dies of COVID-19 to prove Trump is stupid. <laughs> it says, when Jeffrey Walton tested positive for COVID-19, he hoped for a speedy recovery. But since he has been treated with hydroxychloroquine, the experimental treatment President Trump has been touting, he now hopes he dies quickly to help prove that Trump is an idiot. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Joe, check it out. But uh, uh, someone who uh, doesn't think Donald Trump's an idiot when it comes to that drug, uh, Karen Whitsitt, she's a state rep from Detroit, Michigan, and uh, she said she started taking hydroxychloroquine on March 31st, prescribed by her doctor, after both she and her husband sought treatment for a range of symptoms. 
And according to the Detroit Free Press, Free Press, she said it was less than two hours before she started to feel relief. She had experienced shortness of breath, swollen lymph nodes, and uh, she said that she had taken the drug before for a separate medical issue but would not have thought to ask her doctor about it unless Trump had been repeatedly talking about it. It has a lot to do with the president bringing it up, which it said. He's the only person who has the power to make it happen. And when the Detroit Free Press asked her if she thought that Trump may have saved her life, she responded, yes, I do. I do believe that. That's uh, a Democrat, Karen Witsit from Michigan. But there are still people in the media out there saying that uh, uh, that uh, the drug is, is people shouldn't be taking it, and Donald Trump is uh, it's dangerous that he's telling people that it might work. That's what you got out there, and people are, believe me. If I'm uh, and I'm in that age group where I'm supposed to be uh, much more susceptible to be to having uh, really big problems with this disease, if somebody um, tells me that this drug might help me and I'm 15, 20 minutes from dying, uh, I'm loading up on it. Sorry. So um, that's what's happening in uh, in uh, Detroit, Michigan. A woman is thanking Donald Trump. Uh, one other thing here. I just, I just came across this. Uh, there are people... Uh, there are people out there who are having uh, vivid pandemic dreams and nightmares, according to this story. Uh, and something called pandemic dreams being blamed for keeping stress out Americans up at night during the coronavirus outbreak. They're described as vivid, weird, and occasionally horrifying. Uh, in, one, in my dream, I called an Uber, but a hearse showed up instead, not liking these pandemic dreams, as one person tweeted. Last night, I dreamed both my daughters again were children and locked in a hotel room in a skyscraper by someone who wished them harm. In terror, I snuck them out of there, and I set them up in a secret tent in a little green park near the sea. I dreamed last night that Paul McCartney came to my house and sung Hey Jude at a safe social distance. He was so... <laughs> He was so sweet. I woke up crying. This is weird because I don't. I I I don't like to bore people with my dreams. Believe me, I don't. But after reading this, I you know I've actually had some strange dreams, but they have nothing to do with being afraid of the virus. Uh, I I had a dream that I was uh, I was with Tony Dorsett, a young Tony Dorsett, like a you know a twenty five year old Tony Dorsett. Why did I dream that? I don't even know Tony Dorsett. I think I interviewed him once. He doesn't know me. But did the pandemic make me dream of Tony Dorsett? I also had a dream that I was talking to to Joe Pesci. They weren't together, Joe Pesci and Tony Dorsett, but I, it was a, another dream. I don't know what it means. Maybe there's somebody out there who can interpret it, but that's, that's what I dreamed. Joe Pesci, Tony Dorsett. I'm obviously a very sick man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.